This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events from somewhere in the desert between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Veritas, because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I think it's time to open the books on the question of government investigations of UFOs. Uh, we ought to do it really because it's right. We ought to do it because the American people, quite frankly, can handle the truth. And we ought to do it because it's the law. Be skeptical, do be as skeptical as you want, but by all, don't close your mind. to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas, where we uncover the truth, one guest at a time. For those who dare to seek, Veritas is the place where they shall find. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. I want to thank all our members. As always, you are keeping Veritas alive. Due to the timeliness of this show, I decided to postpone our show with Dr. Joseph Farrell until next week. There is a preview right on our website that will keep you on the edge of your seat. And by the way, Robert Morningsky is back. You will hear a show with him very soon. But tonight, we have three segments for you. The first one includes someone who has come forward with a solution to the Gulf of Mexico oil spill. His solution not only can seal the leak but can also allow BP to continue using the oil or the product without having to dig again. It is a security mechanism that can prevent a similar disaster from occurring in the future, something that regulatory agencies should mandate. However, this invention 
does come with issues dealing with possible loss of employment, politics, threats, etc. That is why we will call him Mike. Mike is accompanied by tonight's special guest, James Horak. Some of you may have heard of James on The Kevin Smith Show, where he has appeared multiple times. Mike and James will be with us shortly. To listen to the complete version of this and all our past and future shows, become a member. You will receive immediate access to all our inventory of shows, that's 79 to date, and a few Veritas live shows. In addition, you will receive access to the Manticore Forum. Just head on over to our website, veritasshow.com, click on subscribe, and take Veritas with you. And we have one more advertising spot available to the highest bidder. The other one is already taken by the winner of last week's auction. The ad space on the left side of the website is now up for auction on eBay, and it will end on Monday, June the 7th. So you have a couple of days to participate. For more information, click on the This Space Up for Auction link on our homepage. Don't wait. Bid now. And ever since I started this show, there is a name of an author that many of our guests continue to repeat again and again. Many of you may be familiar with the book The Ringmakers of Saturn by Dr. Norman Berggren. I have spoken to a few guests regarding Dr. Berggren, and they have all told me that Dr. Berggren does not accept any interviews. If you know me by now, you know that's not sufficient for me. Last night, I decided to track Dr. Berggren down. I found his contact information, and decided to place a phone call today. I wish I had recorded the conversation, but I did not. First of all, I asked him if he would accept an interview, and he said, yes, but not right now. You see, he is working on something that may rock the proverbial boat. It's the answer to the Clementine probe. Remember the hundreds of thousands of missing images that NASA continues to hide from us? He also shared with me he just lost his wife a few weeks ago. Therefore, he wouldn't be that enlightening during an interview. That is perfectly understandable. I offered my condolences on behalf of all of you and politely asked him when I could reconnect with him. He said, six months. I could not hang up without asking him one more question. I had to ask him if there is a correlation between the objects he refers to on his book, The Ringmakers of Saturn, and the objects we have seen around the sun lately? The answer? Quote, Absolutely. It is all related. And when I put all the pieces together, you will know. Unquote. I didn't want to push him further and left it at that. So stay tuned to Veritas for any updates I may receive from Dr. Bergram. As of today, the Gulf of Mexico oil spill, or oil volcano, as we call it here, continues. British Petroleum says they had made some progress today. We are not here to point fingers or play the blame game. I have brought someone who says he has a solution, not only to put a stop to the spill, but to prevent future spills from occurring. We will call him Mike, but it's not his real name. He is concerned for his safety and the multi-decade tenure he has with the Fortune 100 company. That is why we have to protect his identity and some of the details of his invention. 
I felt compelled to bring him on because we should listen to these proposed solutions and do what we can to help put them in action. First, I want to thank James Horak, who will be on the show later today and who's also accompanying us with this first segment. Mike listened to James Horak on the Kevin Smith show and they connected. James came to me with Mike's plan and here we are. First of all, hello Mike and James. Welcome to Veritas. How are you? Hello. 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 Great to be here. My pleasure. And once again, James Horak, who's going to be our our main guest tonight, uh, is spending some time here with Mike to explain what solution we can foresee with Mike's invention. Mike, first of all, why don't you tell the audience uh, as much as you can? Of course, once again, we have to keep your identity private in the meantime. But tell us who you are and, and what kind of solution are you proposing for this disaster? Well, I've been working in the chemical engineering uh, field for several decades, uh, nearing the end of my tenure uh, with, uh, as you said, a Fortune 100 company. And, uh, you know, frankly, over the years, I've seen uh, many uh, interesting chemical-related upsets in processes uh, uh, outside of the oil industry and, and, uh, and have witnessed uh, uh, several over the years inside of the oil industry. Um, Mike, if you get closer to your microphone, please. Basically, uh, good. You know, yeah, I'm I'm here to uh, talk about uh, some technology that uh, uh, may be useful, in my opinion, um, to uh, stop this leak that we have in the Gulf presently. But more importantly. Uh, I'm not certain that uh, this is the only time this will happen. Uh, I expect that in the future with the number of oil wells and rigs that we have up and down the coast that uh, there's the potential for this to happen uh, over and over. And frankly, uh, I'm concerned that uh, not enough uh, money, uh, thought and effort in terms of engineering are spent uh, designing ways to predict these types of disasters, first of all, and to have the proper equipment in place to mitigate quickly uh, when a disaster occurs of this nature, to, to, uh, to turn it back and, uh, and fix it uh, in a timely manner to minimize the level of uh, damage that's done to our natural resources. James, once again, how did you get in touch with, with Mike and what compelled you to, to convince him to, to come forward and, and mention what he has to offer. Mike got in touch with me after an interview on the Kevin Smith show. Uh, I had uh, offered an idea of, of a device that I thought might work, although I'm not a mechanical engineer as I, I spoke, and uh, I wanted to start a ball rolling. And luckily, uh, Mike was listening and he picked that ball up, and he certainly uh, informed me uh, far more dramatically of the elements that were involved in what went into probably causing this mishap and, and what it would take to overcome the complexities that came about due to it uh, and what had defeated the early attempts as he said, to mitigate it, 
and uh, what he felt uh, could uh, operate to shut it down, to stop the, the gush, and, and what could, uh, could lead to a new standard uh, for regulation and, and for prevention uh, across the board in the oil industry itself in offshore drilling. So uh, I listened intently, and uh, we, uh, Mike and I, became friends. And eventually, we uh, we started talking more and more. And, and I could see that he had in mind uh, a way to attack this problem. And uh, he told me essentially about what he what he uh, felt would work. And in the meantime, I found out something about his credentials. I found out something about him. Uh, his uh, credentials were very, very impressive indeed. And the more I got to talk with him, the more I realized that his, his concern for the environment was very genuine, that his idea about what would work uh, was was being put forth openly and without reservation, and that that basically what he was willing to do was was offer all of us uh, a, a remediation that that no one else seems to be doing. So, uh, in time, he drew up uh, uh, some ideas, and I could I could understand clearly where he was coming from, and clearly. That, that what he was offering was feasible, and and as uh, as it drew on, uh, I wasn't the only one to think so. His colleagues did as well. And as far as you can, Mike, first of all, when did you come up with this idea? Was it before the oil spill, or was it after? Well, frankly, it was was after the the, the spill had occurred. I. I, I I never expected that uh, it would take uh, this engineer, this BP engineering team, this long uh, to uh, come up with a solution to this this uh, this leak. Uh, I, you know, in in, in in all honesty, I was certain that uh, that there were plans in place in engineering to handle this type of upset. Um, based on the pictures that we receive uh, from BP undersea video systems, uh, we, we have to uh, assume that, that those pictures that we're receiving are correct. And I had been watching uh, the situation uh, as uh, the, the weeks unfolded here. And I, again, as uh, James said, I was listening to uh, the Kevin Smith show and I heard his proposition and you know, I I had been working in the area area of hydrate formation and understanding uh, hydrate species quality and uh, the conditions where hydrate forms, uh, and I knew a little about uh, the topic of hydrate formation. And um, it was mentioned, I think, somewhere in one of the uh, internet. Uh, uh, sites that uh, there was the possibility that hydrate may have contributed to this. Uh, and after listening to James' proposition, I realized that uh, that it probably wouldn't work. Um, and that, frankly, is where uh, I was uh, inspired to move forward and uh, look closer at the situation. 
uh, get some more information regarding uh, what's happening down there and uh, the the depths, the pressures, calculating pressures, so on and so forth. Uh, but again, James uh, was the inspiration for me, I believe, to start thinking about this. And it wasn't long after that that uh, uh, I sat down with a, with, a, with a paper and a pencil and started drawing this device. And uh, over several days, uh, I think it came to fruition in terms of, at least in my opinion and the, the opinion of my colleagues, that this could be uh, what I call a quick fix uh, opportunity uh, to uh, get a device uh, built up and made uh, so that we could drop it on that well and uh, put this uh, system into function rather quickly. And I think to the delight of BP, uh, we wouldn't lose the potential energy from this particular well and BP would not have to incur the cost of drilling alternate access to this energy source. Uh, so again, to answer the question, I think James really got uh, me stimulated in terms of, uh, you know, uh, moving forward with, with a draft, uh, uh, placing some ideas on paper. And uh, from that point, um, I completed it, made a drawing, and I sent one of the drawings out to James to take a look at. He's had an opportunity to look at that. Unfortunately, uh, uh, we are pursuing uh, a possible angle to get this uh, idea viewed and considered. Uh, right now, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of the number of suggestions that have come in from all over the world, but there are tens of thousands of suggestions, uh, 700 of which I, I've read are in for serious consideration. I'm not sure that uh, that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm convinced that uh, BP has the, the engineering uh, staff to consider 700 ideas, so I, I think that's more of a media uh, uh, appeasement uh, in terms of uh, uh, putting the idea out there that, uh, no, we're listening. Uh, unfortunately, uh, again, and, and uh, you know, I hate to say this, but uh, uh, where, uh, where were the, the engineering uh, solutions uh, to a situation like this before the fact? Uh, this is not uh, typically how we function in the chemical industry uh, in this world, and uh, we we uh, generally uh, have uh, uh, meetings where we sit down and discuss uh, uh, the the risks associated with the technology. Uh, understandably, this uh, uh, oil well drilling and, and uh, oil recovery technology is a hundred or more years old. Uh, but that doesn't uh, change the fact that uh, this is a very dangerous uh, operation, first of all. And now when you place these wells uh, out into the, uh, the, the natural resources, the, the, the oceans and, and waters of, uh, of, the, of our planet, uh, it becomes all the more important for, in my opinion, for the uh, oil companies to spend a little more time, a little more money, uh, formulating opportunities uh, and predicting uh, some of these failure modes and having uh, simple engineered ideas that I brought forward in a matter of days uh, ready uh, to be put in place when a situation like this occurs. Mike, can you give us an over, a bird's eye view 
of what your invention does? How long would it take for it to be put into action? How long would it be? Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.